the School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University. This is the Communication and Media Research Collaboratory, also known as the CMRC. The CMRC uses research and teaching techniques across the field of communication. Hosted by me, Dr. Vanessa Domini, this podcast brings the result of faculty and students working together to solve complex problems and drive the culture forward, covering politics, health, education, and pop culture. Today, our podcast features a team of CMRC student research associates that are embarking on an investigative journey of social media influencers and the perils associated with hidden disclosure of advertising, sponsorships, and possible implications for FCC regulation. Claire Condash, Justin Lavelle, and Stephanie Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks hey, for Professor. having me. Thank How are you? you? So our listeners may not know that by virtue of students enrolling in the Investigative Research Methods course here in the School of Communication and Media, which I also teach, uh, you're honorary research associates of the collaboratory. And throughout the semester, you're learning about different textual, qualitative, and quantitative research methodologies through which to explore a topic of your choice. You chose social media influencers and hidden disclosure. Can you tell us why? So social media is a huge part of our lives now, and people are constantly using Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all types of platforms, and sometimes people don't know that they're actually looking at advertisements in most cases, and since this is such a new um, way of advertising, uh, there aren't really any FTC or FCC regulations on it, so there, there should be, because some of these things are deceptive in the way that they're formatted, which is an FTC guideline, actually. Yeah, so we basically just wanted to kind of dive in deeper about that and kind of just dig in and really see what's going on, and it's not really been done before, so it's kind of the wild west. Was there something that triggered this in particular? I mean, I personally know a few people who have followed influencers on Instagram, and they've purchased products, and these products aren't as good as the influencers are saying, and then we look back at the post and we actually figure out that it was a brand sponsorship. But you don't notice it from the way the caption is made, from the way the picture is uh, like formatted and everything. So it's, it's just really interesting to take a look at that and realize that we're actually being advertised to. But you, don't, you wouldn't know it if you didn't take a look. It's also a good point that um, sometimes when you're scrolling through Instagram, there's like a discover part of it where you can just kind of aimlessly wander through the wide variety of different pictures and uh, it's interesting to see that there's a lot of the same kind of products being advertised or posted in pictures and it kind of makes you wonder well hmm, is this really so many people are giving their own personal opinion about it or is this something to, you know deeper going on here so kind of triggered us to kind of see what's going on with that okay and so is that why you chose it so you mentioned for Instagram you chose that platform instead of for example Facebook or Twitter, is it because you can wander more so on Instagram? Well, I think the reason we chose Instagram is because it's so visual and there's uh, the addition of pictures and texts and hashtags and adding, uh, adding those types of things to connect to potential clients or potential customers. And uh, influencers tend to use Instagram mostly because they could put more content there's that uh there's no textual limit like something like twitter facebook is more personal reaching out 
And most studies we looked at had used Facebook and Twitter, but no one had done Instagram yet. Okay. So far in the research that you've done? Yes, so far in our research. So you chose a particular influencer. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the influencer that you chose? Uh, Yes. So we are um, studying a specific influencer. Her name is Tammy Hembro. And uh, for the purpose of our case study, we were choosing the category of lifestyle. Um, So Tammy really fit that category because she is uh, a beauty, lifestyle, and fitness blogger. So with that, we really wanted to focus on her uh, just because she does have, I mean, it's like 8 million followers, I believe, uh, on Instagram. She also has over a 1,000 pictures uh, on her account. Um, And it's interesting because although she has so many followers, she's not considered a celebrity, which is also something that we found very interesting because celebrities have their own category when it comes to advertising on Instagram. Um, there's different guidelines that they have to follow, but there's so much more influencers coming up on Instagram who aren't considered a celebrity and are coming up, you know, and don't have these guidelines to follow and they're just popping up everywhere. So we really wanted to focus on her just because of her credibility. She has so many followers and things like that and she fit the category we wanted to study. So so her popularity, but we'll get yes. to credibility in a minute. But so what can she do that a celebrity couldn't do in terms of guidelines? So the interesting thing is that when people see a celebrity advertising something, they're like, oh, it's an advertisement. But but when they um, when an influencer is advertising something, they think more of, oh, okay, well, this is somebody that wouldn't lie to me. Mm. And it's more of like a friend relationship type thing rather than a celebrity because it's it's their job to advertise it's their job to sell things it's their job to be on tv but influencers have that like hidden like friendship that people think so they think like oh they're recommending this and i could have their lifestyle so it's really interesting how there's such a difference and celebrities have to have everything tracked in order for them to get that like status also influencers are more hidden with all this so how did you find out that Tammy, how did you discover that Tammy Hembrow was um, an influencer? Um, so I stumbled upon her profile like a few months ago. Um, and she, I noticed that she was kind of, she had a lot of posts that had like makeup, like that was very clearly centered. And like, she was like, oh, I love this product. And she had um, clothing that was like, oh, I love this, and I wear it all the time, and had meet and greets and everything. And when I looked her up, she wasn't really that well-known, but for some reason, she was having all these brand sponsorships, and like people were like, oh, I bought this because I saw it on her page, and I loved it and everything. And I was just, that kind of clicked in my head that there's something going on that people don't realize. Or people do realize it, and they just buy things off of it anyway. So you had mentioned in one of the the course assignments, you guys actually did this visual schematic where you pointed out how you mentioned that the product was centered visually. So in every kind of photograph, um, she is in the center, but she's also something attached to her physically is is what she's promoting, right? Yeah. But what was interesting about um, this visual schematic that you presented was that the text underneath her picture, right, would include some hashtags, but would include some other things. Can you say kind of more about how you discovered that it was branding, that it was a sponsorship? So the FCC and the FTC have guidelines on the fact that you have to hashtag and you have to 
label that it's sponsored or it's a sponsorship in some way, shape, or form. There's no specifics, but they have workshops that say, well, you have to tell your viewers that this is indeed a advertisement. In her posts, though, she either will put hashtag in the brand that she's being sponsored by or hashtag SP, which can be kind of misleading. Yes, it means sponsored, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't actually take a look at it and didn't actually realize that there are like sponsorship guidelines. There's another post that we looked at where she actually doesn't have any sponsored hashtags. She just tags the brand and says that she loves their products and she recommends them. So it's just interesting to see that although there are those guidelines, it's not as heavily pushed like it is for celebrities. It's way more secretive. So these products are being pushed and people don't even realize it. So you've identified something that doesn't sit well with you. There's some kind of controversy here. Where do you want to go with this in terms of investigating or doing research? Where do you want to take this? Where are you right now? Well, I mean, personally, I think that this is a big deal because if celebrities have to be heavily monitored and heavily tracked, they have to track every single move that they make. You could find pretty much most of their contracts online if you just really put the time into researching it. Um, but I think it's just interesting that you can't track any of this. So you don't know how much money they're making from the brand. Sometimes these influencers get to go on brand trips. She's actually on a brand trip in, I think, Bora Bora right now. And they fly these people out. They pay for their hotels. They'll fly their significant other out. And, like, they just stock their hotel rooms with product. And they say, oh, you just just so you know, you, sh- you just need to post one time a day. They don't say what you need to post. They don't say anything. But the fact that they're, these, they're on these lavish brand trips and they're getting all this stuff and they're pushing it, they're pushing a lifestyle, which I think is really interesting because people create this friendships in their head and they're like, I want this lifestyle. This person's my friend. They won't lie mm-hmm. to me, that kind of thing. So I think it's way more intense advertising than if a celebrity or TV or whatever was pushing it. So I think there really needs to be some concrete guidelines in place for that. Okay. So um, in terms of where you want to go with research on this topic, you did, for the first part of the semester, you did um, a textual analysis, right? So it was a rhetorical and a semiotic analysis um, where you did a lot of visual analysis of the photos that were, um, and and the tags, the textual tags that went along with it. Where do you see taking this on your next investigative journey? What are you thinking of? What research method are you thinking of using next? I, well, I think for sure that we want to do um, some sort of maybe either one-on-one or focus group interviews. Um, we would love to really get other people's opinions on, you know, such as like the photos, the diagrams that we kind of put together. We would love to show people pictures of her post and kind of see like their reactions. I know we were um, studying or focusing more on like rhetorical analysis. So we'd really like to kind of like build off of that and just see really what other people think besides ourselves and to kind of see what it is about these pictures, whether it's the lighting, whether it's the product placement, whether it's her facial expression, you know, what is coming out of this picture that is making people believe that, you know, this person is being genuine and this is like a genuine yeah, I opinion. noticed the scantily clad figure as well. That might yes. draw some audience uh, attention there as well. Are you thinking, have you reached out to, <laughs> not you, Justin? Not me. <laughs> are you thinking of, um, are you thinking of uh, reaching out to some of her followers? So you can tell who follows her on Instagram, yeah? Yes, you can. You can literally just click yeah. on 
or it'll say following or followers and you can click on it and just see a vast list of people's accounts. So then you can do sort of this audience studies of how they're responding, right? So they, do they respond back to her posts and sort of join in the conversation about the products? Absolutely. Um, the post in specific that we looked at, the women's best, the protein shaker or drink or whatever it mm-hmm. is, I'm actually not sure what it is from our posts and I've looked into it and it's not very specific. Um, she has her own fitness plan, like a workout plan that you pay for, and a lot of her followers are on it. So they use her lifestyle mm-hmm. to, like, guide themselves. And it's just kind of interesting to see how they talk to her, and they're like, oh, I'm on your fitness plan, and I, like, changed in two weeks, like it says, and I bought that women's best uh, product that you are that you have on your post, and I love it. And, like, she'll respond back to a few of them, and people will just keep on buying these things and it just kind of pushes that friendship that people think is there so it's just so interesting <laughs> you could sort of like my toast is like they are then becoming they they want her lifestyle sort of brand influencers uh, yeah. in and of themselves absolutely spawning she is spawning more brand influencers well because the hashtag that she uses they can use it themselves so they'll tag her and be like oh go. she told me about this product and put the hashtag in and then this brand is getting earned advertising like they they or they just get it for free nobody's asking them to yeah and there's no proof that even they're genuine who knows they're not intern that works for a company you don't there's just no solid evidence as to who these people are or Or if they're other influencers because influencers follow each other they go on trips together they talk and everything like for like like for like it's a thing on instagram you like one of mine i like one of yours if they push each other to the top they help each other sounds like a sounds like politics mm-hmm. <laughs> so what can the fcc what do you expect the fcc will come back as we close the interview but wh- what do you want the fcc to do just kind of take a look into this because i think it's affecting more people than they think and i think that people are getting so obsessed with these lifestyles that oftentimes people can't afford the lifestyles that these people have they make money from these products so they can afford to go out to Bora Bora, Fiji, own a house that's like $2 million or whatever. But like normal people looking at these products that want that lifestyle, they don't necessarily have the money in most cases to spend on that. So I think it's really deceptive and it kind of needs to be regulated and people need to be called out on it if it's not a sponsor or it's not specifically said that it's sponsored. And I know Instagram is trying to help with that, but it's not so like outwardly said that it, it makes it better. Right. It's optional. At As this with television. So it's different than television. Yeah. The web presents a, a difficult challenge with, yeah. with this. Claire, Justin, Stephanie, thank you for joining us. And thank you. We're out. <laughs>